Chapter 18 of Small Souls by Louis Couperus. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Or else Constance would say, after dinner, I'm going to Granny's. Will you take me, Addy? But he was very just. It was Papa's turn. Mummy, I was out with you this afternoon. Well, what of that? I'm going for a ride with Papa. Then she turned pale with jealousy. Oh, so you dole out your favours. He gave her a kiss, but she pouted, said she would go alone in the Scrivening and tram, which would take her to Granny's door. But he drew her down upon his little knees. Let's play at sweethearts first, then. No, let me go. But he held her tight and kissed her with very short, quick kisses. Let me go, Addy, I insist but he kissed her with a rain of quick little kisses, which tickled her till she smiled. Look pleasant now. No, I won't. Come, look pleasant. No, I won't look pleasant. But she was laughing, saw that her jealousy was really too silly. And van der Velke, after dinner, was glad that it was his turn. He had come back very gloomy from the Platz, and Addy had cheered him up during dinner. Sometimes even... Addy went quite mad. Then he wanted to romp with his father, and van der Velke did not object, until Addy discovered a little spot between Papa's brace-buttons, where he was very sensitive, and tickled him furiously, just on that little spot. Addy, that's enough, van der Velke shouted, playing the father, trying to inspire respect. But Addy, quite mad, caught Papa round the waist, tickled him on that sensitive spot. Addy, I'll give you a thrashing! And van der Velke squirmed nervously, ran madly round the room, ran out of the room, followed by his tormentor. Addy, if you don't leave off, you'll get such a thrashing that you... But there was no holding the boy, and van der Velke, because of that sensitive spot, lost all his self-respect, cringed, entreated, laughed like a madman, when Addy so much as pointed at it. Addy, don't be so silly, cried Constance from the drawing-room. Then he rushed to his mother. Hello, are you jealous again? Do you want to play at sweethearts? But his father called to him reproachfully. Come, Addy, let us start. And Addy ran from one to the other like a little dog, and at last landed on his bicycle with a ridiculous jump and Constance stealthily watched him spurting past van der Velke, leaning forward over his handlebar, pedalling like mad. Then she felt happy, because he was merry, like a child. Emily had been married a day or two, when Addy said at dinner, I went for a walk with Henry van Nagel and his friend Case Heidrecht. But Addy, said Constance, who was very irritable that day, why are you always with those boys? Do they really care for going out with you? Why not go to Aunt Adolphine's boys instead? They are your own age. Well, I can understand that Addy prefers Henry, van der Velke lets fall, unfortunately. Why? she asked, immediately up in arms. He wished to avoid a dispute. He was sometimes more reasonable than she, and he merely said, Well, they're rather rough. It would be a miracle, she at once began to cavil, 
"'If you ever saw anything good in the Van Satsuma's house?' "'He looked at her with wide eyes, his fine young blue eyes. "'But Constance!' "'Yes, you're always crabbing Adolphine, her husband, her house, her children. "'But Constance, I never mention them.' "'That's not true.' "'I assure you.' "'That is not true, I tell you. "'Only the other day you said that the house was vulgar.' Two days ago you said Van Satsuma looks like a farm labourer. But you yourself said, at Emily's wedding. It is not true. I said nothing. I tell you, once and for all, I won't have you always crabbing one of my sisters and her household. This time it's the boys who are rather rough. Oh, perhaps you want to see Addy like them. I think it ridiculous for Addy to be always going about with undergraduates. The Van Satsuma boys are very nice, and of his own age. And I think them three unmannerly young blackguards. Henry, I forbid you from this time forward to comment on my family in my presence. Look here, you give your orders to your servants, not to me. I won't have it, I tell you. But he flung down his napkin, rose from his seat, left the room suddenly in a passion. Addy sat quietly looking before him, playing with his fork. Papa has very bad manners, to go throwing down his napkin, slamming the door like a schoolboy, she said, fretfully, involuntarily, as though to annoy Addy. But he frowned and said nothing, and she went on. At least, in my father's house I was never accustomed to such rudeness. Suddenly, he clenched his little fist, and banged it on the table till the glasses rang again. "'And now you keep quiet about Papa!' He looked at her severely, with his blue eyes suddenly grown hard, and a frown on his forehead. She started, and upset her glass. Then she began to weep softly. He let her be for a few minutes. She cried, sobbed, bit her handkerchief. Then he rose walked round the table, kissed her very gently. "'You have a nice way of talking to your mother,' she said, between her sobs. He made no reply. "'A pretty tone to use to your mother,' she went on. He took her by the chin and lifted up her face. "'For shame to lose your temper like that,' he scolded, "'and to grumble and mope and squabble and upset yourself and kick up a hullabaloo.' Do you call that a pleasant way of dining? She buried her face in his breast, in his arms. He stroked her hair. Come, mummy, be sensible now. It's nothing. Yes, but papa mustn't crab Aunt Adolphine. And you mustn't crab papa. What did papa say, after all? That Aunt Adolphine's boys were rough. Do you think they're girls, then? No. Well, then, what else? I don't approve of your going out with boys so much older than yourself. Then you can tell me so quietly. But it's no reason to go quarrelling like that. I can't eat any more now. Oh, Addy, just when I've ordered... What? Apple pudding and wine sauce. Well, it'll keep till tomorrow. Do have a little. You know you like it. Yes, but I can't eat when I see you so cross. It chokes me here and he pointed to his throat. "'Have just a little bit,' she said coaxingly. "'If you're very good.' 
Give me a kiss. But mind, you're very good. They laughed together. He gently wiped away her tears. You ought to see yourself in the glass, he added, with those red eyes of yours. He sat down. She rang the bell. The servants brought in the pudding, displayed no particular surprise at finding that Minaire had gone. Is there any cheese for papa? he asked. The servants brought the cheese. Addy cut a piece of Gruyere, put it on a plate with some butter and biscuits, poured out a glass of wine. Addy, wait a minute, he said, and he went upstairs with the cheese and the wine. Van der Velke was sitting glowering in the smoking room. Here's your cheese and biscuits, father. You don't like apple pudding, do you? Oh, I don't want anything. Now don't be disagreeable. Eat up your cheese. I can't eat when mamma. She's sorry already. She's all nerves today. So don't talk about it any more. I? I'm not talking. No, but suda. Now, as Aunt Royvena says. Will you eat your cheese now? Presently we'll go for a ride. He went away. Here I sit, just like a naughty child, thought van der Velke, with my little plate of cheese and biscuits. That silly boy! And he ate up his bit of cheese and laughed. Downstairs, Constance had put a piece of pudding on Addy's plate. He ate slowly. She looked at him contentedly because he was enjoying it. If you hadn't fired up like that, he said, I'd have told you something about Henry. What about him? That chap's going to be ill. Why? He's so upset at Emily's marriage that it's made him quite unwell. Case Heiderecht got angry and said, Are you in love with your sister? And then Henry almost began to cry. Leiden man though he is. No, he wasn't in love, he said, but he had always been with Emily, with Emily and Marianne, and now she was married and would be a stranger. He was so bad that we took him home, and then he locked himself in his room and wouldn't even see Marianne. But, Addy, that's morbid. I dare say, but it's true. I must go round to Aunt Bertha's. Will you take me? No. Let me go cycling with Papa. He's sitting upstairs eating his cheese for all he's worth. You'd better tell Trouchard to take him up his coffee. But, Addy, what will the girl think when she sees Papa finishing his dinner upstairs? She can think what she likes. It's your fault. Shall I come and fetch you at Aunt Bertha's at a quarter to ten? She looked at him radiantly, delighted, surprised and she kissed him passionately. "'My boy, my darling!' she cried, pressing him to her heart. Translator's Note Suda. Quiet. That'll do. End of chapter 18